One thing about mama, she is going to make sure that everyone else is taken care of before she even thinks about treating herself. So if you are looking for the perfect gift to make mom feel special this Mother's Day, make sure you check out the Mega Moisture Duo from Osea Malibu because body care is self-care. Since 1996, Osea has been making clean, clinically proven, seaweed-infused skincare. So this Mother's Day, treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GSPP at OseaMalibu.com. Plus, you'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code GSPP for 10% off. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You can wish for it, or you can work for it. You gotta work for greatness. If you ain't working, you should be working. Let's work. These are the confessions of a workaholic. Welcome to Confessions of a Workaholic, where we share the success secrets of fearless female entrepreneurs who are obsessed with success. This episode is brought to you by Work University. Work U is the online clubhouse that connects women of color to the resources that they need so they can stop living paycheck to paycheck and start living the life of their dreams. For enrollment details, log on to workuniversity.com or check the show notes for the link. So today we are talking to a true workaholic who understands that real wealth is good health. Beatrice Dixon is the creator, the founder of the Honey Pot Company, which is a plant-based feminine hygiene line created with a goal to provide women with a healthy alternative to feminine care. She has been featured everywhere from the Today Show to New York Times, Essence, Forbes, and even T-Pain's School of Business. And if that ain't bossy enough, y'all, she was one of 40 women, one of 40 women of color to raise $1 million in venture capital. So yes, yes, y'all, the boss is in the building. Beatrice, are you ready to confess? (laughs) Yeah, I am. I'm excited. So I love to start the show by asking what you started your career doing, because I always find it so interesting how our passions tend to lead us away from our profession. So what did you actually start your career doing? 
So I started my career off in pharmacy. Actually, I was a I was a pharmacy technician for um, Cigna Healthcare, literally like right out of high school. Um, and <laughs> I did that for I want to say like ten years, almost ten years. And then I left from doing that because I got tired of being around. Um, I just got tired of a toxic work environment. You know what I mean? Like hospitals and healthcare are essentials to humans. Um, not only to humans, but to, (laughs) to other earth, you know, to other earthlings as well, but to work in it can be tough if it's not really your passion, you know? And I more so have always kind of had a passion for healing. I thought I wanted to be a doctor, but then I realized that that really wasn't what I wanted to do in that line of work. You know, I, I, I wanted to be a healer, but I didn't necessarily want to do it in the healthcare system that, that, that's in our society. Um, so I left Whole Food, or excuse me, I left working as a pharmacy tech for 10 years doing all types of pharmacy. I did skincare, I did hospital, I did IV, I worked in oncology, like it's crazy. I did all kinds of stuff because um, there's so many levels of different types of pharmacies, you know? Um, and then I went to I went to work for Whole Foods Market and I did that for three years. And then I ended up leaving there as a merchandiser and a buyer, um, but at the store level. And then I left from there and I worked as a natural food broker. So basically, you know, I, I went from working at a at an actual retailer to working at a broker that that basically represents products and gets them into retail. So I worked for like a hundred different brands. And then I left there and I worked as a I worked for a startup called Rhythm Superfoods. It's like a kale chip company, but they basically make like dehydrated. Um, vegetable snacks. Um, and I worked there for like three years as an area sales manager. And that, you know, thank thank God was my last job ever. I love it. And I and we're gonna definitely come back to how all of these experiences has have added value to what you're um, doing today. But before we get into that, of course I was mm-hmm. reading your bio. Um, and in your bio you explain how you created the original recipe. And I absolutely love it. So we have to start there. Can you just talk about <laughs> that story of the original um, recipe for the honey pot co? Yeah, I mean, I um, I was dealing with bacterial vaginosis. I get my dates wrong because I thought that that was in 2012, but really that was in like 2011, because um, 2012 was when we actually like incorporated honeypot, incorporated honeypot, and did all that. Um, but in 2011, I found I just realized that, which is crazy. <laughs> You're the first person that's ever heard that um, outside of the team, obviously, but. Um, but I was suffering with bacterial vaginosis for almost a year and, um, you know, to make a long story short, I basically, um, went to sleep one night and had a dream with one of my ancestors and we were just sitting at a table talking and she, um, handed me a piece of paper and it had the, it had ingredients on it. And it was like very simple things. It was water, apple cider vinegar, 
you know, <laughs> coconut oil was like the simplest ingredients possible. Um, and she basically told me that that was going to get rid of my problem. Cause the problem was I was doing those things, but I was kind of doing them individually. You know, I was like, I might've been using vinegar or taking vinegar baths or doing something like that, or, you know, or using garlic or something like that. But I, what I wasn't doing was putting everything together. And so she told me that I needed to put everything that I was doing in some things that I wasn't doing together. And, uh, yeah, it, you know, it's, it's crazy. And I literally, and the woke rest up. Is history. yeah. And I woke up and she told me I would remember, you know, she said she would make sure I remember, but I had to write it down. So I woke up and I had a, a, a book by my bed that I used to write in. Um, I don't really do that as often anymore, <laughs> but, uh, I woke up, wrote it down, remembered it and made it and it worked. And so that's kind of what led me to, you know, creating Honeypot Wash, because at first we were just a wash company. Um, you know, obviously now it's grown into be so much more, more of a vagina company now. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's how we got started. I think that it's just so important um, to speak to the importance of having like a spiritual practice or a belief system. Um, I've, I've just found like on my journey, you can't really separate the two. Like whenever I am not doing right, like with the things that I really know that I need to do, it, re- it reflects, it comes out in some area, you know, within my business or my personal life. What ways um, have you experienced where, or in what ways have you experienced um, that your spiritual practices or manifestation uh, powers have, have come into play for you in building your business? You asked me that like a year ago, I probably would have given you a different answer. I believe that everything is spiritual, right? I believe that um, I believe that everything is God, right? So the, the food we eat, the water we drink, how we wash ourselves in the morning, um, you know, all the things that make our lives essential to me show up as God, right? And so for me, I really lean into that and pay a lot of respect to it. Um, and I, I try to be a good person and, you know, and I, and I try to treat people really well, not try to, I do, I'm, I'm a really good person and I treat people really well. Um, and, you know, and I pay respect to my ancestors and I pay, you know, I practice Santeria, so I have to pay respect to my saints, you know, but, um, you know, but it doesn't stop there. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, I feel like a lot of times, which I've, I've done this in the past, I think of religion as just this one box within your life. And that's, you know, in my opinion, that's bullshit because everything that you do is a religion. Everything that you do is built off of a belief system, <laughs> right? How you vote, what clothes you wear, what kind of food do you eat? The people that you involve yourself with, whether it's sexually, you know, you know, whether it's intimate, a relationship, a friendship, a family, you know what I mean? Like every single thing that we do is built off of, um, is built off of belief, is built off of faith. And it, it's built, it's built around this construct on this earth that provides us everything, right? And so for me you know, 
the best way for me to do that is to really like be here right now, to really be respectful of the time here and now, to be very present, um, to take care of my spirituality that I've invested a lot of time and belief in, um, to be good to people, to, to, to do my business well, because I, I can't, you know, I don't, I don't really do things unless I do them well or unless I believe in them. You know, so to answer your question, I have such a reverence for everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's like everything is my religion. Everything that, that gets me to this moment. Um, I, have, I have an immense, intense, deep, profound respect for, you know? I, I don't really take shit for granted. You know what I mean? I love and it. So, and, and it. And it affects all, one thing feeds the next, you know, like everything has to be everything. in alignment. Yeah, everything every, has every, to be Yeah, yeah, everything feeds the next. And whatever is, is what it is, <laughs> right? And, you know, I have one of my best friends says, everything is what it is, and then everything isn't what it isn't, right? And so really being here for what that shit really means and paying attention and staying on point and not letting your ego lead you, which is really hard to do, um, you know, but that's how I live my life. I love it. I would definitely say, like, for me, I think the spiritual strength uh, for sure really comes in when you're, like, getting ready to make a move. You're getting ready to make a big move. You're getting ready to elevate to whatever that next level is. That When that fear starts to creep in, um, what do you do when you're unsure of your next move or how do you find the faith to just keep going to figure it out? Cause it all shit always works out, man. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, like everything that I could possibly dream of, everything, everything that I can possibly dream of happens for me. Like we've got a national commercial running on national television, like seven, eight times a day you know, for two months, right? That, that was granted to us. We, we didn't, we didn't have to put anything out for that. You understand what I'm saying? Like, um, so I just live so well, man. So I, I don't, I don't question how well I live because I just do, you know? Um, so when it's hard, Typically, I buckle down. Um, sometimes I react. Sometimes I don't. Um, working more towards not being reactive. Uh, and I, and I, you know, it's not just me. I have other co-founders, and I have a team. So, you know, we look at what's what's building our business intelligently. What's building it lean? What's building it the right way? We we we're not out here trying to trying to create wills and just spend money and just, you know, be out here like that. Like we, we want to have a brand that really, really, really is an efficient business and we're really doing things well so that we can continue to deliver to our customers. So, you know, I, I trust my team. We sit down, we make decisions together. Um, you know, and, and, and also we just go with the flow too, you know? Mm, I love, I love, I love, love, love that um, because 
you can try to force things all you want, but if you force it and it's not for you, it's not going to work out. You're literally going to stress yourself out trying to make something happen. When if you literally shift that forcing into flowing, you can let things happen. You can allow, you know, and, and align instead of trying to force and make. Exactly. And then I want to say you can also be intelligent and begin with the end in mind and back into the shit that you want to do. Right. Don't just think that it's going to happen because you put it up on a vision board. <laughs> you know what I mean? Action. Um, yes. Yeah. You, you got to back into what that looks like. If you want to get X, you know, if you want X, what does Y and Z need to be or what is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so let's get down to like the business of things. Um, can you talk about the difference between where you started, which was, you know, the online, I'm assuming the online space versus the retail um, and in-store. What is the major difference? Because Shark Tank will like scare the shit out of you the way they talk about retail. So what has been your experience as far as the main difference between the online space and the in-store space? Retail should scare the shit out of you because it's not, um, it's not easy. You know what I mean? Like, 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 you need ridiculous fucking amounts of money. You need access to it, right? You need to know who to go to to get the money that you need. You need to understand supply chain like it's nobody's business. And in order to do that, you have to hire people that do that. And those people make really great fucking money, right? Great money being upwards of six figures a year or just below that, right? Um, you know, you... You have to, you don't necessarily have to start off that way, but you have to really grow into that shit quickly, especially if you have a product that people really like, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, retail is, uh, it can really break you if, um, if, if, if you cannot adapt quickly and fail fast. Um, but also adapting quickly and failing fast are the essentials to being in a startup, right? So if you really want to do it, you can do it, but it's not something that you should just walk into lightly. You know what I mean? So, so for someone who's literally like diligently working on perfecting their perfect formula. Like they have this product, they've verified it, they've, you know, validated that there's a need in the market. What's something that they should do now to position themselves um, to get into retail? Don't think about retail. You don't think about retail until you've got at least a couple years under your belt of online sales. Because what, what, what retailer, and it, not to say that this shit doesn't happen because it happens every day, right? Where products have never been heard of, but then they go to retail, they get in. Eight times out of 10, that shit pro- may not work, right? Two times out of 10, it's a winner and it's ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, but if, if you have a product how do you know that it's a viable product and that, and that, the, and that the marketplace is going to respond if you haven't put it up online and if you haven't gotten a, a, um, if you haven't gotten the market to actually physically tell you you know what it should be? So the first step 
is to go on Shopify or to go on Square and create an online website, right? That's first and fucking foremost. Also to go on Amazon, do the same thing, right? I always say, which I'm not, I'm, I don't know everything, but if you can figure out how to make $100,000 or even $50,000 on your own, right? Because in order to make fifty dollars to $100,000, you have to have some sort of an idea of what supply chain should look like. You have to have some, some sort of an idea of what logistics and, you know, setting up um, shipping companies. And if you're at $100,000, you are probably not shipping it anymore. You're probably having it fulfilled. You have to know what all of these things look like before you go into retail because retailers don't give a fuck. Like, they don't care if you know. You understand what I'm saying? They're going to order from you and not pay you a fucking penny for 60 days. And when you're going into a retailer that has anything over a thousand doors or even 500 doors, you have to order so much product, (laughs) so much more than what you need because you've got to get to a certain price because you have a margin to hit. You understand what I'm saying? So there's like so many levels to it that, you can't go into, you can't, you can't possibly know what your product is or if it's going to work in the market unless you've put it on the market. And if you've put it on the market and you've only made $10,000, $10,000 ain't shit to a retail. You understand what I'm saying? So, so you have to really tell the story properly. And in order to do that before you, before you go into retail, cause you want to do that for yourself as well. <laughs> You want, you want to actually know something about your business and your supply chain. That's like going to an investor, and, and this is mainly in the product world, that's like going to an investor and asking them for money for a product that you haven't sold a penny on. It's disrespectful. So what would you say is something, one thing that you wish someone would have told you um, about retail or about working with investors or raising capital? One thing that you wish someone would have told you um, before you signed on the dotted line in any of those situations? You know, what's funny is I wouldn't change a thing. You know, I wish that I would have known more about supply chain. Um, can you, can you define, can you define supply chain for someone who's like, let me go Google search this. Cause she didn't said it five times. <laughs> talking so about? supply, Cause it's so essential. Supply chain is you get you get your product made here. So I'll give you a perfect example, right? One of my products is made in um, is made in uh, Utah, right? So I get my product made in Utah. I have three different warehouses that that product needs to be shipped to because I have three different places that my product ships from. So that product has to be made. That's the first part, the first part of the supply chain. Then it leaves from that, that, that company that's making it. Then it has to get on a truck <laughs> that I have to go to a third-party logistics carrier. To, I have to hire them, which means I have to understand what good rates are because all of these things affect your number, right? Because basically you're buying things for $1 and you want to sell them for fucking six. You understand what I mean? So, because you have to support your business, you have to support staff, you have to support marketing, you have to support all these things, right? Mm -hmm. So, 
You buy you buy your you buy your product from Utah. You got to put it on the trucks. You have to have you you got to find the right people for that. That truck then takes it to a distributor. That distributor then holds it in their house. You have to pay that distributor fees, storage fees, right, to store your stuff there. Then you have to pay that distributor for pick and pack fees and all the fucking fees that you can imagine. Then the retailer says, oh, I want to order 500 cases of that product. So then that distributor has to go pick, pick and pack those 500 cases. Then they got to hire a truck. Then that truck has to take it to um, a Walmart distribution center or tar- whoever's distribution center. Then from there, um, Walmart has to process their order or whatever, whoever the retailer is right? Then it gets on another truck and then goes there. Then it gets on a shelf, right? Then it has to be sold. Then the whole process starts all over again. So supply chain is like your beginning to end. You have to understand projections. You have to understand procurement. You have to understand what your margins are because your margin is how you run your whole entire business. And that's buying something for a dollar and selling it for six right? Or selling it for 10 or whatever, right? In your mind, you think you buy it for a dollar, sell it for two, but you don't make shit if you just bought it for a dollar and sold it for two. You can't do anything with that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, so your supply chain is really how it gets from, from place A to place Z and then restarts over all again. So your whole business is based on a supply chain model. Hence why it's important to start online, master your craft, understand your audience, right? Understand how this works before you go to the big leagues. Yeah, because, yeah, retail is like going in the NBA. You know what I mean? You you can't fuck around with that, especially if it's volume, you know? Because once you've gotten there, it's your responsibility to stay there, right? Um, and, and that, that's really the hard part that look, consumer packaged goods on, in volume, the shit is not fun, bro. Like it, it's beautiful and it's fantastic and it will change our lives and it will do all that. But this shit isn't for the faint at heart. You know what I mean? It's, it is real. It's hard. Um, and what you need in order to retain that and we're talking to black business people right now, what you need in order to retain that and do that really well, you have to do that shit well so that the next person can have an opportunity to do it well. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And your hard work, you doing it well, has definitely not gone you know, unnoticed. You've literally been featured everywhere. Um, I think in 2019, you were named Entrepreneur's top 100 groundbreaking women. I got to ask you though, what was like the one email or that one phone call that you received that really made you feel like mama made it? Wow. That's a hard question for me. Um, (laughs) I never come from a place of (laughs) mama made it, (laughs) which is funny. Um, I think target though, you know, that, that was our first big opportunity that was, um, you know, and then it continues to be, 
you know, it continues to be other things, right? Like it continues to be, you know, we got, we got into Walmart, we've gotten into, I mean, we've gotten into Whole Foods, we've gotten into all these substantial things, but I never, I never look at those things like I made it. You know what I'm saying? I look yeah, at it's al- it always is, you know, the people on the outside that, you know, sometimes even have to remind you of the things that you've done because you're just in it. You're just doing the work. Like you are, you know, and, and your work is what these people recognize and it's what they want to celebrate. And it's what's getting you into, you know, retailer after retailer after retailer, getting you these awards because you aren't looking to be seen. You're literally doing the work and they just have. Yeah. To yeah. Like I, I, I appreciate the awards, but like if any, anybody that knows me knows that I don't really, I care about it. I respect it for what it is. But at the same time, like that shit really doesn't do anything for me. You know right. what I mean? That's not what you're doing it for. No. Nah. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I put it this way. I don't even, I don't even have Instagram on my phone. Like that, that's the levels of, that's the levels of like being on some analog shit that I'm, that I, that I exist in, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not a, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't do things for accolades, like real shit. I'm happy to be the face. I'm happy to do all those things, but like, I just want to, I just want to feed my family, you know, and be good to the people that work with us and make sure they're paid well. And when all of this is said and done, make sure everybody's got some money in their pocket. You know what I mean? Like I want, that's the shit that makes, that gets me off. I don't really care you know, all the other things are the things that you need that let you know that you've reached a measure of success in the society that, in the human society that we've created, right? But I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. <laughs> I just want to, I want to be respectful to my, to my life's work. I want to be respectful to my ancestor that gifted me my life's work. I want people to experience a level of healing that I've been able to experience and I want to empower people's lives and make them better. External to that, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm not doing it because I want to be the hundred top powerful women. And, you know, what does that shit even mean? I appreciate it. Right. I, I thank them for acknowledge the acknowledgement. But that's not that's not my driver, you know. And I'm never on some mama, I made it type of shit because what does that mean? You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so so I can't let you leave without sharing a couple of game-changing books, books that anyone listening who want to get their mind right, who want to you know strengthen their spirituality um, or get their money up, what are a couple of books you can recommend? Well, real, real, real wealth is happiness. Um, you know, the secret of secrets, the secret of the golden flower flower, um, by Osho is like, I've already listened to it. It's literally like a 36 hour book, (laughs) (laughs) but it literally changed my whole life. Um, also, um, by Don Miguel Ruiz, um, The Mastery of Love 
in the four agreements, ridiculous. You know, figure out how to be a good human and figure out what you're really good at. You're so good at it that people will pay you for it. And you'll never have to worry about how you live or how you eat because you're just creating, you know, you're, you're, you're being the God that you need to be because you're just creating and putting good shit into the world, you know? So for me, that's like, that's where I start, you know? And, and those, those books are really like cornerstones um, to, to the life that I, that I kind of, you know, that I exist in. Well, Beatrice, I definitely appreciate you for dropping all of these gems and confessing Thank your you. secrets. You all have to get your hands on these products from the Honey Pot Co. They are available mm. online at Target, Walmart, Walgreens, Wegmans, <laughs> Urban Outfitters, Whole Foods, Bed Bath & Beyond, <laughs> and more coming soon. I'm just going to speak it. Thank, Thank you, you for sister. tuning in to another game-changing episode of Confessions of a Workaholic, meant to empower and inspire you to get that ass to work. You already have everything you need to get everything you want if you're willing yeah. to do the work. I love you. See you next week. Peace. So. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.